0: Hey you guys, welcome back to my podcast. I am so, so, so excited for today's episode. It is very, very, very important. I had already made an episode about how I healed my womb and my yoni and the things that I did personally to come into alignment sexually with myself, um, in health with myself, emotionally with myself as far as my womb and my yoni. But I have not yet made an episode about how to create healthy intimacy with someone else. And when you've been coming from a pattern of people pleasing or codependency or sexual violence or um, sex where you are performing, which is really ingrained into the women um, collective psyche. So as a collective, even if a woman has never experienced sexual violence, which is rare, but even if a woman has not experienced sexual violence or any sort of sexual coercion, anything of that nature, she will likely still have the sexual wound of being deeply disconnected from her body. And the reason for this is that on a collective level, women are being conditioned out of connection with their body because the weak men in our society, the patriarchy, the weak men in our society, they desire women to be disconnected from their bodies so that they will perform sexually for them. Because what that means is that if a woman is disconnected from her body and a woman will put on a show and perform for a man, then he also can be disconnected from his body and he is never faced with the accountability of actually creating a deep connection with himself, with his own intimacy, with looking at his own wounds and coming into healthy intimacy within himself. And I talked about this in my last episode about the dark feminine. But one of the reasons that the feminine is so suppressed is because currently we're seeing a massive um, lack of empowered and divine masculine men. And when you have a lack of empowered and divine masculine men, you have a surplus of weak and wounded men. And what that usually looks like is men who are uninterested in being held accountable. They are uninterested in their growth. They are uninterested in being challenged to be better. They are uninterested in their own accountability in their own lives. And so then what does that manifest as sexually? It looks like men having no sexual discipline, having no sexual control, and they have to have their counterpart, women, also have no sexual discipline, also have no sexual control, also have no connection to their own sexuality so that women will play into this fantasy with them, into this wounded game and dance with them. But it is when women stop playing into this disconnection, into this disconnection, that they can actually, that they can actually go and create healthy intimacy with men who are also interested in creating healthy intimacy. Because the truth is, there are a a huge amount of men who desire healthy intimacy. There are a huge there is a huge amount of men that are genuinely interested in creating safe sexuality sexuality that's rooted in God and in truth in love in in eroticism that is in balance Um, there are a huge amount of men that are interested in that and to create that, you also have to have that boundary, that standard, because if you're consistently engaging in this way, you will only resonate with those who desire to exploit you. If you're showing up willing to be exploited, which is what women really are doing when they're performing or um really disconnected from their bodies and just trying to please the man and completely you know out of their bodies not focusing on their pleasure they're just trying to put on a show they're trying to control or manipulate men into giving them some sort of desired result which is you know emotional intimacy or validation or whatever it is it's a manipulation tactic Um, but at the same time you're showing up willing to be exploited and you will always resonate with a man who's willing and ready and excited to exploit you. Whether that's your boyfriend, whether that's your husband, or whether that's a random man, it doesn't matter. Many women are dating or married to men who are very excited to exploit them. Sexually is just one arena. And so it's extremely important that we um, come into healthy sexuality within ourselves, but that we also set that standard and set that boundary outside of us with partners. So I'm going to talk about my journey with that. Um, And before we start, I'm going to just tell you guys that my coaching program is my one-on-one coaching, which is a program coming into your embodied womanhood. It is a three-month program, but I'm currently at full capacity. Thank you guys so much. I currently am at my full capacity with clients. And so my next influx of clients will be in September. And so what that means is that in August, my introduction calls, my free introduction calls will open up again so that you guys can see if you would like to move forward. So if you would like to schedule a free introduction call with me, you can do that in August and just start preparing and thinking about how the coaching program does start in September, and I do still have open availabilities. A few women have secured their spots, and you can also start securing your spot in August. Um, so yeah, so the coaching is available starting in August. And also, you guys, we have a sponsor of today's episode, which I am so excited about, and I will talk about them later. Um, but it's it's just a company that's been so, so, so dear to my heart that I have actually used in my healing journey for years. And my clients actually know I've talked about them. And then I was like, you know what, let me reach out to them and see if they want to sponsor an episode or they want to collab in some way. So I am so excited. But anyway, let's just get into today's episode. So as a recovering people pleaser as a recovering woman who is in codependent relationships and as a recovering performer I was let me just tell you guys where I was before I started my um, deep inner work journey which you guys know I did two years of celibacy where I was very 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 um, deep diving into my own healing and my own inner work and and that was a huge part of my journey but um, for my time before that, I was in abusive relationships nonstop for 10 years. And they started when I was 12 years old and I was never single for more than three months or six months and I would always get into relationships back to back to back to back and they would be long-term like three-year relationships two-year relationships year relationships whatever it was I would get into these long relationships they were all toxic or they were abusive and they all centered they didn't center it, but it was a massive part of it, was it's just a normal and it's a normal part for most women of their sexuality is this um, deep disconnection. They don't even know what their sexuality is truly outside of performing. Um, But part of my experience was that I was always in these relationships with men where I would be completely disconnected from my body. I would be people-pleasing. I had no connection with my sexuality and my sexuality was completely just a performance. I was not connected to my desires. I was not, my desires were eroticized wounds. Um, you guys can listen to my episode on that and I felt that I was just not even in my own body, right? You're just so hyper focused on the other person's experience. You're so hyper focused on getting the experience done, being over with it, or you're so hyper focused on, you know, creating a, you know, literally creating an experience with your own body. And you realize that there's such a disconnect between your real feelings, which might be pain or, or discomfort or feeling sad or whatever it may be versus what you are acting as in the experience and so you will notice most women their real feelings that they've disconnected from in a sexual experience is maybe feeling sad or feeling uncomfortable but because we're so deep in this collective womb of performance for men we will be completely faking orgasms while we're maybe even in physical pain we'll be you know allowing them to have sex with us and engaging actively in this sex when we actually do not desire it we're unhappy Happy, we feel sad, we feel, you know, used, we feel disrespected, whatever it is, but we're actively engaging in it. We're actively engaging in this fantasy, in this, um, and when I say fantasy, I don't mean like a sexual fantasy. I mean in this, it's a it's a play. It's not real. We're actively engaging in this fake uh, dynamic. It's not real, right? When we're faking orgasms or we're um, not actually showing up really connected to our bodies we're actually truly we're just dis- we're disrespecting ourselves, but we're also disrespecting the other person because we're not showing up in integrity and what we're saying is I don't respect you enough that I actually give you my authentic experience that I actually give you my authentic feelings which might be crying right now which might be telling you, you know, that hurts, stop it. Or it might be telling you, you know, do this, that feels better, whatever it is. I'm not giving you my authentic experience because I don't actually respect you. I see you as someone who can be controlled and manipulated by my facade as well. So it's this mutual manipulation and this mutual exploitation that's going on. And it's very difficult for women, right? Because one of the manipulation that one of the manipulation facades that's happening, right, is from the man to to the woman. And in that way, there's a power dynamic that is uneven, right? So you're being exploited by a man and he is partaking in the upholding of your oppression and in the patriarchy and his own creation of your exploitation is his own desire. But then what happens is women have also been conditioned into this mutual exploitation where you're also actively exploiting and manipulating him. Although you do not have the power in this dynamic, your mind is also trying to gain something from this. And so what does that mean? Even as subtle as you just... Um, you're manipulating the situation so that you don't have to face yourself that is you manipulating and controlling your way into something right it's you manipulating your way into controlling the environment so that you don't ever have to actually face yourself do the inner work um you know whatever it is if you actually express your authentic experience which you might not even know what it is right now you might be so disconnected that you would be so uncomfortable and and um, so uncomfortable with that that you'd rather put on this facade. Another thing is that you might be trying to manipulate and control him into giving you some sort of emotional intimacy or giving you in uh, giving you these feelings that you might be looking for, and so again in that way of course you do not have the power in the dynamic, but you are still actively manipulating this person. If you don't feel loved by this person or you don't feel emotionally safe with this person, you're and you're trying to control and manipulate your way into safety. You. You are actively manipulating and controlling this person. You also do not have pure intentions in this interaction. And so it's important to acknowledge our um Our way of manipulating in this in this manner in this sexual exchange because we are also actively um, controlling and manipulating our way into something whether that just be your own self-abandonment because you are not willing at that time to face yourself you're still out of integrity and and manipulating your way into something um And so once you decide that you no longer want to show up in intimacy in this way, what does that look like? What do you do, right? So once you no longer want to have sex in this way, you no longer want to um, be in this inauthentic experience. You want to be authentically and wildly yourself. What does that mean, right? Because so many of us, we never... We've never really experienced what that actually means. You know, my mind goes to Billie Eilish, who was talking about she had this porn addiction when she was like 12 or 13. And I might be butchering her story, but um, you guys can look it up. Um, Just look up like Billie Eilish porn on, you know, YouTube. But she was talking about how when she was so young, you know, maybe it was 12, 13, 14, she started being addicted to watching porn. And the porn that she was watching would be this this BDSM or this very aggressive porn that actually didn't resonate with her at all. But because she was being manipulated by porn and she was being exposed to so much, and just because your body is turned on by something doesn't mean that is your authentic sexual uh, desire. But so many women become, just like men, controlled and Manipulated by what their body feels turned on by, and they never actually get to the authentic sexual expression that they actually have, because so many women are actually turned on by things that are just eroticized wounds, but they're not actually their their sexual genuine sexual and authentic expression. And so, with Billie Eilish, she was saying, you know, that she had to um, stop watching porn, of course, and then. Uh, really find out what her authentic sexual expression is. And I feel that so many women are just so um, confused and they don't even know what their genuine sexual expression is, right? They've just been bombarded with these this information and they feel oh that's what you know I feel turned on by this you know and many women experience sexual violence and they will be turned on um, in sexual violence and or they will be raped and and they will be turned on or they will orgasm or something of this nature and that doesn't mean that rape is their authentic sexual expression no of course not it means that sometimes your body responds to stimuli in a certain way that is not actually your your genuine embodied sexual expression. It might just be your brain eroticizing something that's deeply painful for you. So go listen to my episode on eroticized wounds if you have not listened yet. But an important part of really coming into your authentic sexual expression is starting to understand and starting to sift through what is your actual authentic sexual expression, what feels really authentic to you and feels very empowering in a very authentic way, not in a ego-driven way, but in a very authentic way. Um, And what feels inauthentic to you, which may have felt authentic before, but what feels now inauthentic? And so now I'm just kind of going to go into my experience with coming into healthy sexuality with a partner. This is very, very, very important. So I had done the deep work for around two years, which was about me connecting to myself and it's absolutely a prerequisite to coming into union with another person, into genuine, authentic and true union with another person. You absolutely must come into union with yourself first. This is necessary. It is a prerequisite. It is like your um, rite of passage into a, a, a really authentic embodied union. So you absolutely must come into union with yourself. From that space, once you come into union with yourself, probably the most important thing, if you desire to start having healing sexual experiences with another person, the most important thing, it absolutely is like literally the number one, is that you choose a partner to be sexual with that cherishes you, that also desires healed sex, and that you absolutely respect and cherish as well. Someone that genuinely desires healed and healing and healthy sexuality. Someone who's willing to put in that work, that effort, that time. Someone who genuinely desires that on their own. And then also someone who cherishes you deeply, respects you deeply and shows that. And someone that you also genuinely cherish and respect as well. And for me for me to feel emotionally safe, that looks like a partner, a, a long-term partner, someone that's going to be my husband, aka my man, Jeremiah, shout out to him. <laughs> um, but that looked like for me, once I I went through my celibacy journey and I really um, was doing this deep inner work with myself and I came into healthy sexuality on my own, I realized that, you know, this was very important for me to do with my life partner. I didn't want to do this work with, um, with people that weren't going to be my, my husband, right? however this isn't necessarily necessary for everybody right um i i think of hitomi machizuki i love her you guys know i love her i love her um her youtube videos right but she talks about she has the same exact views as i do but she and has the same exact prerequisites you actually absolutely have to choose someone who cherishes you and respects you and desires healthy and healing sex but they um that could be someone she is queer so that could be a a woman who you know you genuinely respect and cherish one another and um desire both of you are emotionally intelligent and emotionally connected and you both desire to come into that space together and to share a healing and erotic and wonderful sexual experience together and grow in that space of love together um and that doesn't mean that it has to be a your husband necessarily to, to experience that. It could be someone who just, you know, you love and, and cherish and, and who your heart feels completely safe with. Someone that your heart, you know, feels completely safe with and that is also genuinely invested in creating healthy sexuality, right? So it could look like that as well. But I'm going to talk about my experience, which for me, for my heart to feel safe I had to have my husband. I had to have my long-term partner who was going to be my husband. I knew that that's what I needed. So just because... Um, you know, you see someone say, oh, my heart feels safe with this or my heart feels safe with that. You have to determine for yourself, what does my heart desire? What does my heart need to truly feel safe and relaxed for my heart to truly feel cherished and loved and relaxed and to, for my heart to feel comfortable opening myself sexually and really um, reprogramming my sexuality and creating healthy sexuality, what does my heart need? So ask yourself that and really, you know, maybe journal about what your heart needs and don't filter it through any filters of feeling um, unworthy of things. Sometimes we don't even say our real desires and our real yearnings because we feel like they're not possible or we're not going to attain them. And And if you're coming from that space, you likely won't because you feel so unworthy and that you don't even claim what you actually desire. So really start claiming what you actually desire. Um, But anyway, first step to creating healthy intimacy with another person is that choosing a partner who cherishes you, who you respect, and who is also extremely invested in creating healthy and healing sex. Okay, so now let's get into once you have that experience, once you have that. So for me, once I have um, that experience of, okay, I have my partner, I have my man who's going to be my husband, I have my man who, you know, is equally invested in himself, who's equally as emotionally intelligent as me, who is equally as equally as committed to himself as me, who is really there and, and wants to create healthy intimacy with me. And he's also learning how to create it. So we're both creating it together and we've never experienced it before, right? So we're both trying to create this this healthy intimacy that we've never had. And so for me, as a woman who's coming from the experiences of, first of all, patriarchy, second of all, sexual violence, and third of all, just being in the patriarchy and internalizing so deeply the ideas around sexuality as a girl that you basically have to perform and be disconnected from your body. So coming back into connection with myself, with another person was a deep process. It was a process. And anybody who tells you that healing or something like that is just happens like with the, you know, the dot of an eye, you know, just like so quick it's not true, right? It's It takes work. It takes repetition. It takes you completely committing to yourself over and over and over and trying and falling and trying and falling and getting back up and trying again, right? So, um, So for me, one of the biggest things that happened was when I felt pain, physical pain or discomfort, I was completely conditioned into not saying anything. So, for 10 years of having intimacy with others in an extremely unhealthy way, with my boyfriends or whatnot, I I was conditioned through patriarchy, even just porn that's like literally what is conditioned into us but even without porn because I never watched porn until like you know like 7 years after my first time having sex I still internalized just based on patriarchy based on what the men around me were encouraging me to do which was abandon myself I internalized that when I felt pain I should ignore it for the man's satisfaction because he was gaining satisfaction and pleasure, I should ignore my own pain, which is a disconnection, a deep disconnection from my body, a deep disconnection from, um, you know, my, my sexuality. And so basically I became deeply conditioned to ignore my own needs and self. And when I was on my own doing this work sexually with myself, doing this sexual healing, it, it was very, incredible and necessary. But then once I went with another person, it's a whole nother layer, right? So you absolutely have to do it on your own, do this healing on your own. But then you also go with another person. And when you go with another person, you start getting triggered, right? Because all your wounds start coming up. So when something hurts me, and I don't and I don't say it. I with myself, I learned how to say it with myself. But now I have to learn and come into a new re- rewiring with someone else. And so something that was very, very important for me was learning how to speak up for myself sexually. Right? So learning when something hurt to say, oh, that hurts, can, can we stop or can we do something else? And that actually was a big deal, right? That took me a few times trying and falling off, trying and falling off and um, really making sure that I, I kept kept going for it and kept trying and didn't shame myself when I, when I didn't, right? Because in the beginning it's a complete um, unconscious response, right? My immediate response was a fawn response, right? There's three responses to to when you feel afraid, when you feel there's a threatening moment for you, right? So it's fight, flight, or fawn. And so sexually, my response was fawn. In life, my response would be fight. But sexually and romantically, my response would be fawn. And so I had to learn how to respond when I felt uncomfortable or when I felt pain or when I felt I didn't want to engage sexually. I had to learn how to express that and it was actually interesting because I realized I no longer, I did not even have the ability to respond authentically in the beginning, right? So if I felt, oh, I felt some pain there. Oh, I felt I didn't want to do that or whatever. I didn't even have the words like, you know, for example, if my hand goes and touches the stove, my first response is going to be, ow, oh my God, and pull my hand back, right? That's my authentic response. And similarly, when you experience Pain sexually, or you experience something that you know hurts, or you don't want to do, or something like that. My initial response that's there whenever I feel pain in other areas of my life, physical pain. When I feel pain, if I you know stab my toe, or I mean stub my toe. If I stub my toe, I'll be like, "Ow, that hurts." Sexually, I was d. I was conditioned out of having a response, so I had to cultivate language to, to respond when I didn't want something to happen. And I realized I literally didn't have that language. I never had, I had been conditioned out of it from such an early age that I didn't have any language to express when I didn't want something to happen or I wasn't comfortable or, or I, um, you know, something hurt. It was really when something hurt sexually. Right. Um, and so I would, so what, some, one of the things I did was I practiced, um, saying I practiced having a vocabulary so I would imagine you know something hurting and me saying oh babe that hurts can we stop right so that's a practice for me I had to literally say it out loud and practice and another thing that I did was I asked my partner to this was in the early stages of our relationship I asked him can we have a um like a sexual interaction where I'm just practicing speaking because I didn't have that cultivated at all in my life, right? I didn't have it cultivated speaking up my sexual um, needs or, or boundaries. I didn't have that cultivated as far as someone else. I had cult- cultivated all the tools that I could on my own, but then when you go with someone else, it's a whole nother level of, um, of learning how to stay in your embodiment when you're with someone else, right? So that was very helpful for me as well. We did a session, not a session, but we did like, you know, just a, a little healing session where it wasn't about really sexuality. It wasn't about deepening in our eroticism. It was about me learning and expressing myself sexually. So in the beginning, I would just in this one was one thing we did. It was just a sexual experience where every single second I was expressing, you know, no, that hurts or yes, that feels good. Okay, can you not do that? Oh, can you do this? Or really, it was about, you know, can you stop there? Can you not do that? Can, you know, just really getting comfortable expressing and stating my boundaries. And in the beginning, right, we had to really cultivate this and it was difficult for me in the moment, right? So I had to curate a space where it was just about that so I could practice. So that was very helpful for me to just practice and curate a space where it wasn't about pleasure. It was just about, um, practicing in the sexual experience saying my boundaries, speaking out loud, speaking, just speaking, just speaking. That's it. Just speaking, speaking, speaking and speaking and communicating from an authentic space and learning how to, in real time, communicate my boundaries with someone else. And I, I, like I said, I I realized it was very difficult for me in the beginning when I was with, sorry, when I was in an experience that was authentically happening Um, without, it was just, you know, sporadically happening. It was difficult for me in the beginning to state my boundaries at that time. So I was like, you know, let's curate a space where I just start practicing in this little safe container. Um, So that was very, very helpful for me. And I think another thing that was very helpful was that every time we engaged sexually, we talked after. So every time that we, you know, um, had sex or we, did something intimate, whether that be oral sex or that be whatever other, other kind of sex, whatever, whatever we were doing, we would talk after. And so we would say, you know, how do you feel? And maybe I I felt, oh, you know, actually, I realized that I started fawning at this time. And actually, I realized that I kind of abandoned myself at this point. How can I do better next time? How can I show up better next time? And, you know, him expressing what came up for him and him expressing his experience and, and whatnot. And so I think that this was very helpful as well because we started creating a genuine dialogue around our sex life, and really um, because we were both very committed to creating a safe and healthy baseline with one another, we really desired to to talk after these things and and see you know what came up for us, and also it removes the the difficulty around um, if you you know, don't show up for yourself. If you're with a safe partner, if you're with someone that you genuinely feel your heart feels so safe with, it really doesn't have to be that big of a deal, right? Okay, I, you know, realized I didn't speak my truth there and I didn't speak my boundary there or I didn't say something there and that's totally okay because I'm safe here. Even though I didn't show up for myself in that way we're having this dialogue right now and I'm my baseline I'm safe with you so I can just try to show up better next time I'm learning I'm doing the best that I can we're coming into this healthy sexuality together and that takes um you know some effort and if you genuinely if you genuinely desire to be in your genuine authentic expression of sexuality it actually takes some effort of creating that first with another person right um so, yeah, so that was really that was really helpful um, for me was that we would have these conversations after and um and talk about, you know, I would say, oh, well, I, I feel like I didn't show up there or actually I loved that. And I didn't also have language around my genuine expression of my own eroticism or my sexuality because prior To this, whenever I had engaged sexually with another person, it had been an act of self abandonment. Even if it was, you know, an erotic encounter. It was still an act of self-abandonment and it wasn't a genuine experience of my sexuality because I was still completely out of body, people-pleasing, not really connected to myself and deeply focusing on the other person's experience and I wasn't focused on mine. And I never had language around expressing what my actual sexual desires and in moment to moment, right? I felt uncomfortable expressing myself and using my voice in this way. And so learning to really um, speak that with another person was very, very helpful. And it helped me unblock my throat chakra and start speaking um, my erotic truth, right? Which now is fully cultivated. But in the beginning, it was a, a process, right? And I came into this process by practicing in moment to moment, right? So nothing is going to be just this moment where everything changes. I mean, it could be, but what it really is, is showing up moment to moment from a space of love and from a space of desire for fullness and authenticity and showing up again and again for yourself and pushing the boundaries of what makes you feel comfortable. So for example, in the beginning, I didn't feel comfortable expressing my sexual desires. I didn't feel comfortable in my own expression of the fullness of my eroticism. And I had to come into that space, cultivate it by moment to moment, um, seeing, okay, I feel embarrassed expressing that, but I'm not afraid of feeling embarrassed. And so then I can express that. I'm not afraid of experiencing, you know, the feeling of embarrassment if it means I expand into my authentic expression. So I'm going to do that and I'm going to feel embarrassed when I say, you know, my desires or when I say my authentic experience. I'm going to feel that and I'm going to work through it so that I can expand my circle and my, um, my sphere of comfort and then create new boundaries and new things that I feel comfortable with. And so this was very, very healing and very helpful for For me um, to just continually notice, okay, I feel uncomfortable when I express blank, but because I actually desire to express that and I desire to grow in this way, I'm not afraid of feeling uncomfortable. I want to take right now to thank Shock Rubs for sponsoring this episode, and I actually reached out to Shock Rubs to sponsor this episode because I've used their products religiously for years, and I felt like it would be such a good fit for them to sponsor this one, and Shock Rubs is the original crystal sex toy company, so it brings such a level of sacredness and sensuality and healing into your yoni and into your self-pleasure, and I've actually used these products, the products that they have, which are crystal sex toys or yoni eggs I've used these products religiously for years and they have helped me incredibly like seriously I used them so much when I was doing this deep healing and coming into this space of sacredness with my sexuality and they're technically sex toys but I really think of them more as like healing tools these are the only sex toys I know of that are truly healing and healthy and special and you guys know I'm not really um, a big proponent of vibrators or things to, that don't really cultivate this really intentional space. But Shock Rubs, Crystal Sex Toys, I'm just like, I am a huge proponent of these sex toys and they are just so, so healing and amazing. And each one is a masterpiece. And I'm not even kidding. They're made from the highest quality of crystal. And the first product that I ordered from Shock Rubs a few years ago was a Yoni egg. And I ordered it myself. Like they didn't send it to me. I ordered it myself. I bought the... Shaga yoni egg, which is made from black obsidian, and basically it's a yoni egg and I've, I've talked about how healing yoni eggs are before and you put it inside of your vagina and you allow the, the healing crystal to, to really um, merge with your with your yoni and it absorbs energy. So I chose obsidian because I really needed it at that time. So with chakras, you have to really allow the crystal to choose you and allow your intuition to guide you when you choose a crystal. And so yoni eggs are little crystals Little egg shaped eggs that you put inside of your yoni that allows for sexual healing and balancing and activating. And years ago, when I chose the black obsidian, I was healing from a lot of sexual trauma and sexual violence and more dense emotions. And I really wanted these emotions to be alchemized and absorbed. And that's exactly what the obsidian is for. So the shaga yoni egg is for the. Um, is for the this healing of this these more dense energies of pain and and trauma and this more um, you know th- these more dense energies and I really needed that at that time so that was my first yoni egg and it just became a part of my sexual healing journey and helped me reclaim a sense of connection with my womb and with my yoni and once I began to heal sexually with help from my obsidian yoni egg and all the other practices I was doing, I purchased the heart chakra, which is their crystal pleasure wand made from rose quartz. And okay, I actually can't say enough about the heart um, pleasure wand, the heart chakra. Okay, so the yoni egg is a black obsidian. It can be any any um, crystal. So I actually just chose the clear quartz crystal and the rose quartz crystal yoni egg. So those are the ones that I'm doing now. But in the beginning, I had chose the obsidian yoni egg. And then the heart, the heart chakra is their crystal pleasure wand. And that was my second purchase. And again, it was not sponsored. I did not get this for free. I was just a loyal customer and will be forever. So the Heart chakra is basically this sex toy, and it's really a healing tool. To me, it was one of the most amazing experiences and things I, I ever purchased. Um, I absolutely just loved this product and this company, and I purchased the Heart chakra after some time of using my yoni egg. But once I was really ready to deepen into my erotic healing and my erotic balancing and intimacy that's when I purchased the the heart chakra. So in the beginning of my sexual healing journey when I was single, I would say the first half, I was more moving with these dense energies and, and learning how to just come into balance with myself, right? So I wanted the black obsidian yoni egg because I really just was learning to balance um, and release these traumatic energies that I had experienced and and really just, um, yeah, balance. And then once I was ready to deepen into my eroticism, then I got the heart chakra, which is the crystal, rose quartz crystal yoni wand that's shaped like a penis. <laughs> and basically, the first time that I held it, I cried. And I'm not even kidding. I ordered it from chakras. I got it in the mail. I took it out of the packaging and I just started crying and it's shaped like a penis and I realized I had never actually valued or respected any penis that I'd ever touched and I hadn't really ever respected any man I'd ever touched and I realized how painful that was and I was coming into such a deep reverence for my yoni and for my vagina but I was not coming into this deep reverence for the penis for the cock I wasn't coming into this deep reverence for that and so I realized I was still even vulnerable to not being in good situations if I didn't understand how sacred and holy the penis the phallus actually is and how deeply I actually desire to really be in union with you know the a penis you know which I now am you know shout out to my bae (laughs) Um, but I'd never actually been in deep union and deep reverence and deep respect and deep worship for a penis, and I'd never actually allowed a penis to penetrate me when I was completely open and and ready to be receiving this erotic and loving energy and be penetrated in this way. And so when I held my my heart chakra for the first time, I just started crying because I started developing this deep reverence for. The penis, right? And so for me, it was really healing to really begin practicing with my my sacred rose quartz wand, my heart chakra, and allowing it to penetrate me really lovingly and erotically and healthily. And it really strengthened my ability to deepen into healthy intimacy with a penis, right? And it really prepared me to be with my man because I started really having a deep respect and reverence and love for being penetrated by this heart chakra of this rose quartz wand and and really just opening myself up to the possibility that wait something of this shape right a penis that is shaped like this can actually be really safe for me and actually be really loving and erotic and wonderful for me and so I feel like Really understanding and feeling into my body how safe and loving and open I felt with my heart chakra, which is a heart shaped, um, sorry, a penis shaped um, rose quartz wand. Really feeling into how open and sexual and erotic and pleasured I felt with this wand allowed me to deepen into the desire and ability to open up with a man in this way, which is exactly what happened with my man. Shout out to my baby. so basically i just love this company so much and i'm so excited that they are sponsoring this episode thank you so much shock rubs i'll also be doing a collab with them on tiktok and they'll be sponsoring another episode of mine um but yeah i got a new yoni egg for the new phase of life i'm in so basically you're supposed to get a new one every single time that you um you know you don't have to get a new one, but I like to, you know, you kind of grow in these spaces. So in the beginning I needed the black obsidian yoni egg and now I am at a much more alchemized and free and erotic space. So I wanted the clear quartz or the rose quartz crystal for the yoni egg. Um, And then I also got the Sacral Slim, a chakra made from orange aventurine crystal. And basically, I wanted to get that one to activate more sacral chakra energy. So in your sacral chakra, which is really your pleasure, your pleasure center, you can activate your sexual energy by using orange crystals or you can balance it by using brown crystals. And I really want to activate it at this time in my life because I do feel so safe and I do feel so erotic. And I just want to activate and, and be so deeply in this space of pleasure and eroticism with my partner. And I love to use my crystal wands to really deepen in this space. So I did get the orange, the orange aventurine crystal, which is the sacral slim. That's what it's called on their website. So I highly recommend this one as well. And with all of these products, you can get 10% off if you use my code Victoria Duvall 10 So that's Victoria 10 Ten, You guys know how to spell my name. So Victoria Duvall 10 and you can get 10% off and you can get started with this this practice and I really recommend getting a yoni egg and a crystal chakra wand together. Those that's what I did. You know, I did the the yoni egg and then I got the crystal wand and that just deepened me into my practice so deeply and the last thing I recommend, which I also did, which is I got the Yoni bundle on their website together. So it comes with the chakras method workbook for Yoni eggs and a Yoni, be- y- Yoni egg of your choice. So basically what that means is I think in the beginning a lot of times with Yoni eggs, it can get kind of confusing with, you know, what do you do? What do you use? how do you use it? You know, that kind of thing. And so what I did was I got their, they have a little workbook on their website. So you can get the workbook and the Yoni egg together in a bundle. And so you write down, you know, all of these things and it's guided. So your practices with your Yoni egg are guided. And honestly, I really cannot recommend this brand enough. I, like I said, I use them without being sponsored or without, you know, getting it for free or something like that. I genuinely bought them consistently over the years, multiple times with my own money because I love this brand so much. They're the original crystal sex toy company. Their crystals are so high quality and the transformation that I experienced with my Yoni egg, my black obsidian Yoni egg, the Shaga one on their website, which is X-A-G-A. And then that one and the heart shock rub, the wand which is the rose quartz wand shaped like a penis i experienced such expansion and such healing with these two products that i just recommend them so highly so I am very, very honored that Chakra sponsored this episode today and so excited for them to sponsor another episode as well. And I just really, really recommend them. I wouldn't recommend anything that I have not used myself and loved myself. And these are just a genuine part of the healing journey that I think is so integral for women. And I just highly, highly, highly recommend. So you can use my code VICTORIADUVAL10 to get 10% off and I highly recommend and. Also, guys, I got these other products from them the other day. I got this um, Yoni mirror where you can like really look at your Yoni. And why have I been using it every night? Like, I love it so much. It has like a little um, like um, what's it called? It has a flashlight kind of thing, like like light around the, the mirror so you can use it at night as well. And just really like looking at my Yoni and doing Yoni gazing with my Yoni and and just loving her and looking at her and they have it's like a perfect mirror for your Yoni Everything is just so amazing from them. And then I also got a um, anal, an anal plug or what's it called? An anal, I think it's called an anal plug, a butt plug. Yeah. So I got um, two of those. One was a rose quartz and then one was the black obsidian. And I've actually experienced sexual trauma anally. <laughs> and so for me, I'm actually going to use these to really do some deeper healing work in this area and that to me is like so important to really start using healing crystals and healing toys but really like healing tools to go into this area and really cultivate a loving and safe relationship with this area and the black obsidian is really important for me because I did use it in my yoni and Years ago, and it really transformed my my yoni. And, and um, I really felt the changes from using my yoni egg consistently. And so, it really helps with the denser energies of sexual trauma and sexual violence. And so, I'm going to be using the black obsidian butt plug (laughs) to start healing um that area and to really start intentionally cultivating a deeper relationship with that area and so yeah so that's an option as well and I also then got the rose quartz um plug to do some lighter work in that area with more like loving and and heart opening I think once I used the black obsidian which is kind of what I did with the yoni egg as well I did the black obsidian and then the rose quartz so all of that is to say this is the best company you will ever buy from in your life, and I highly, highly, highly recommend them. You can use my code VictoriaDevall10, and and yeah, please, please, please get yourself a yoni egg or a crystal wand or something from this company. It is truly transformable, transformative, and I love them so much. So thank you so much, shock rubs for sponsoring this episode. And again, that's C H A K R U B S. So shock rubs, like chakra rubs, but shock rubs. <laughs> okay so let's get back into this episode which is about how to heal with your partner how to create safe intimacy after coming from you know the patriarchal culture of people pleasing and getting out of your body and disconnecting how to create once you haven't ever created it before when you haven't ever experienced it before how to really deeply create that with a partner So another thing that was really important for me was that in the beginning, I really noticed that I had a lot of trouble staying in my feeling body while we were engaging sexually. And so what that looked like was, I would kind of be in my head a lot of the time. And it's something that's very important that you cultivate on your own. So really getting back into your body with your yoni when you are by yourself, really practicing being in your body with your yoni because a lot of times we don't even, even when we're self-pleasuring, we're totally out of our bodies because it's so conditioned into us. I think most women actually have that experience. And I talk more about that in my womb healing podcast. But with another person, That's a whole nother layer of coming into this authenticity and this feeling with someone else. And so I realized in the beginning I really needed to kind of go slower sexually and focus more on really cultivating my ability to stay in my body and to feel. And again, this really just goes with communication and communicating. And also it goes with the most important thing, the backbone of all of this work is having a partner who is equally as invested in this work as you, who is equally as invested in creating healthy sexuality as you, and who is g- deeply desiring this work, and also a partner who cherishes you, loves you, and respects you, and that you cherish, love, and respect. So that's a prerequisite to all of this. But in the beginning, I really needed to go slower with sexuality and to, to really cultivate this deep like, love-making Um, ability and energy and to be able to create this this slow intimacy where I was really deeply feeling into my body because in the beginning I didn't have the ability when we were in a more heated moment to stay fully in my body and in my feeling the way that I do now. So now I can be more deeply in my Eroticism and the fullness of my spectrum of my sexuality because I have cultivated the ability to stay in my body, the ability to be in my authentic sexuality at all times. But in the beginning, I didn't have that as much. And so I needed to really cultivate that. And one of the ways that I did that was just really making sure that the the sexuality, the sex we were engaging in in the beginning was very intentional, very loving, very worshiping. And that was really important for me. And we obviously still do that. It's so beautiful and so fun, but now there can be more of like a balance as well. Um, but yeah, really focusing on just staying in this like worshiping and loving energy with another person really allowed me to get into my body. And we would set up these intentional sex sessions where we were engaging very intentionally sexually we would you know literally set the stage we would light candles and we would put on incense and play music that was really sensual and beautiful and we would um you know just do these very slow and thoughtful and worshiping things and we would practice touching one another and and doing all these things that really brought intentional authentic sexuality into our sex life into our bedroom and cultivating that as our baseline was everything because from there you can build everything up on top of that and you can just be free from that and just fly from that but you need to you know have something stable to stand on and cultivating that together was such an honor and such a pleasure and it was just so beautiful so really cultivating intentional sexuality especially in the beginning Um, I also think that just making sure that in the beginning when you guys are still engaging sexually for the you know first time even the first few months together really just making sure that you're checking in with one another and and really creating the sexuality that you guys genuinely want that's built on you know um, your genuine sexual expression and and really creating that safety between the two of you because I think in the beginning when you're with a new partner it's very important to do that but especially for me When I've met my life partner, my man who will be my husband, who I will be with for the rest of my life, you know, we both saw how important it was for the both of us that we created a really good foundation so that we could just be free in our sexuality but we wanted that that deep foundation of safety and authenticity and and connection and worship and sacredness between us you know so that was another way we would set the stage and really make intentional um sexual times together and we would you know make them very special and i think that also helped me stay in my body and practice coming back into my authenticity with another person which is my birthright and which is your birth- Right as well. And then the last thing I will say is I feel that another really important part of creating healthy sexuality with another person is really continuing your own self-pleasure practice. So shout out chakras. <laughs> Literally shout out chakras because they are like my holy grail. But um, really continuing your self-pleasure practice and deepening into that space with yourself and seeing where you can practice what you desire outside of you with yourself. And so if you feel that you, um, you know, have some areas of, of tightness or of pain really going in and doing some yoni massages, which I discuss in my other podcast, womb healing, um, doing some yoni massages. If you feel like you, you know, want to deepen into pleasure or eroticism, really having a self-pleasure session with yourself where you deepen into that with yourself and see what that looks like and then bring that to your partner, um, Really just continuing with yourself because you do set the foundation for everything in your relationship, your relationship with yourself. And so as you're progressing with your partner into higher levels of authenticity and and genuine sexuality, continue bringing that and integrating that with yourself as well. And I also would say just make sure also that you are worshiping the other person, This is only if you are, you know, really in a safe and genuine relationship, but I think so many of us actually don't know how to have, obviously, don't know how to have genuine sexuality and genuine, you know, authentic sexuality, but when you do start experiencing that, there will be a level of worship that the two of you bring into the dynamic, into the relationship, and so deepening into worshiping the other person and being worshiped and seeing what does that look like and how can I worship them more how can I from my most authentic core from my most loving and and healed core and my most erotic core how can I worship them more how can I show that in the way that I touch them and I feel like so much of the time we touch others and we are touched in very mechanical ways and very you know ways that we see or that we're conditioned in into touching others and we think oh you know he wants to get off so I have to touch him in this way and the truth is once you leave that old paradigm of interacting sexually you start getting into the truth of sexuality and you can start really touching someone with intentionality and with worship and with a deep reverence and a deep love and a deep devotion and seeing where that takes you And you can discuss this between the two of you. Like, I want to bring more worship into, you know, our sex life. I want to worship you tonight. Can we set up a, a sexual session tonight? Can we have some sexy time tonight where we worship one another and just see where that takes us? Like, our intention for our sexuality today is worship. So what is that? And also, that's another thing you can do in the beginning when you're deepening into this space really set intentions for your sexual engagement so if you're like planning a really you know sensual night that night you can set an intention like my set intention tonight is to worship you or my intention tonight is to receive worship or my intention tonight is to um, speak my truth or my intention tonight is to um, deepen into my eroticism tonight my intention tonight is to speak my boundaries or whatever it is you're really setting that intention in the beginning when these intentions are not naturally cultivated can be really helpful. And then eventually you get to a space where these are naturally cultivated already, right? So now, completely in a space where I don't need to set the intention of, um, you know, speaking my boundaries or of um, worshiping or of really deepening into my eroticism or speaking my erotic truth sometimes it might be fun if we set an intention or something like that but um, it's not necessary as much once you cultivate it fully these are practices that you can use to cultivate these things once you when you realize in the both of you that you know it might be lacking in some space you can really bring that intentionally in and then eventually it will be completely cultivated on its own so now you know these things are cultivated already. They're already the baseline. They're done. It's 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 already cultivated. We did it. Perfect. I feel completely comfortable and express expressive and comfortable in my safety, in my eroticism, in the fullness of my sexuality. And then we can just deepen in that space, and it's just fun and and beautiful. And it's but it's very important. Um, for women when you have not experienced this to intentionally create this with whoever you decide to be sexual with um, if you desire to be in your authentic expression so these are just some ways and some ideas that you can create this with your partner and some ways that you can deepen into this expression together so so yeah so these are some of the things that I did that me and my partner did and I loved it so much and they served us in such a beautiful way and and now we just deepen into the fullness of our erotic sexuality and it's so beautiful and I just love it so much and I am so so happy that we did this you know this this Work to really set the stage of feeling so safe and so embodied with one another and with ourselves and then from that space everything just bloomed but it's a continual refining especially in the beginning when you're just setting the stage and when you haven't experienced this before it's a continual refining it's a continual communication and communication is really the most important thing. It's a continual communication of where you didn't show up or where you did show up or where you, you know, can do better next time. And there doesn't need to be any shame around it at all because if you are in a safe situation, if you are with a safe person who the baseline of your relationship is safety. It's just opportunities each time. Okay, I didn't do that. And I see that was from my conditioning. So let me try again next time. Okay, I can do this next time. And I'll do this next time. And let me practice this. And how can I create more of this? And I, you know, whatever it is. And so really intentionally creating this can, you know, really transform your life. And for me, I can't even imagine a few years ago feeling this free in my Erotic sensuality and my sexuality. I can't imagine I I wouldn't have been able to imagine how free I feel in my own expression in just the way that I express my sexuality the way that I speak it Especially like now i'm not even talking about boundaries or about saying when things hurt or you know those types of things i'm talking about just the way that I feel so free to speak my truth and to express myself and to you know, just you know, say what feels good and say my desires and say my erotic truth and speak. Just really speak. My throat chakra in sexuality used to be extremely blocked and now it's so open. And also another thing that you can do um, is practice. If you, again, all of this, the baseline, the, the prerequisite to all of this is that you're in a safe, truly safe relationship or, or space with someone who Really deeply respects you and who also desires all of these things. But if you are, then another thing you can do is practice opening. And this is something that you will do on your own. You can do this with your chakra rubs crystal wand. Um, I did that. That's what I do. I do it continually. It's just like a fun practice for me. Um, But then once you are with another person, you can really practice cultivating the ability to open because what we don't realize is so much of the time we've actually closed ourselves off to the sexual intimacy because even if we were having sex, if we didn't feel safe in some way, our vagina tightens or closes and it's actually a very, very freeing practice to intentionally open up during sex like intentionally relax your vagina intentionally open up your vagina and allow your vagina to exp- experience that expansion and that opening and you can do this individually with your chakras. um the heart chakra, that's the one that I did it with. So I did this, I still do it with this, with this chakra. Now I'm gonna start doing it with the orange um sacral slim, I believe it's called. Um and that one's orange and the orange chakra, I mean sorry, the sacral chakra I'm working with. So I am going to just continuing opening, but this is a practice that you do for forever, right? It's just an opening, a continual opening of your yoni and your yoni desires to be completely open. But through this layers, these layers of conditioning and fear and experiences where we didn't feel truly safe, she's closed and closed and closed and restricted. And you will start to notice how open you can really be with yourself or with another that you never even really fully understood how open your vagina can actually be, how open and how inviting and how safe she can feel so that she just opens completely. She won't do it unless she feels completely safe. So, You can create this space with yourself, with the chakras, which is what I did. And then you can also create that with another person. So when you are with someone who makes you feel truly safe, creating and cultivating more openness is another thing that can be really, really healing. And there might be pain even there when you start to open. So maybe you need to take a break, or maybe you need to do some yoni massage, or maybe you need to do some. Um, what I what I do is with the the sacral slim, with the orange sacral slim and slim and oh, and uh, massage out areas that are still having some tension. But but yeah, so all of these practices are. So amazing, so wonderful, and I recommend everything that I said in this episode so highly, and I just want to thank ShockRubs again for sponsoring. I'm ecstatic that they sponsored this episode. I love this company so much. Like I said, I have been a loyal customer for years, and they have been such a huge part of my healing journey. You can use my code VICTORIADEVALL10 for 10% off and get 10% off your order, and you can be twinning with me and get... I'm going to post on my story today like all my shock rubs that I have because I literally have so many and you can twin with me and get the obsidian yoni egg or you can get the rose quartz yoni egg or the clear yoni egg or you could get the the yoni wands that I have the um, rose quartz uh, heart chakra. rub that one is amazing the sacral slim is amazing the anal plugs are amazing for anal healing or for pleasure if you desire for me I'm more in a space of healing um but yeah so all of that they're the most amazing thing in the whole world and really get their workbook too when you get the yoni egg get the the workbook too in a little bundle because that's really helpful in the beginning when you don't really know what am i doing like what is the purpose of me doing this you know it has all of the guided exercises and you know little journaling and whatnot which i really love so anyway guys i love you so much i hope this episode was so helpful and i will talk to you guys soon bye